Rhythm, a crazy podcast about DC, with your host E-Rock and PD, when we speak up, get your geeks up, cause you know you about to get geeked up, so sit back, relax, and get comfy, lose your mind like Solomon Grundy, and listen to a show that won't be forgotten, coming straight out of Gotham. And hello, everybody out in the DC Universe. Welcome to another episode of uh, Straight of Gotham. This is episode 61. This one's for Roger Maris. We are a fandom pop culture podcast and a proud member of the Batman Podcast Network, hosted by Batman on Film. Make sure you check out all the other great shows on the network by heading on over to batmanonfilm.com. There's a tab for podcasts. Click that tab. Gotham Outsiders, ELTD, uh, Comics on Console, Straight Outta Gotham, Italians for Spider-Man, tons of stuff. Uh, the Rick Shoe Satellite Show, and of course, the, uh, the flagship show, the Batman on Film Podcast. I am your uh, co-host from the other side of the Hudson River, a senior contributor to Batman on Film. I am Peter R. Vera, and today we're recording on January 15th, 2022, and as always, we have a great show for you today. But before we get into the good stuff, I'd like to remind you, all of our faithful listeners, that if you take the time to rate and review our show on Apple Podcasts and we read your review on air, you uh, enter our contest and win a special prize back. Now, let me introduce you to my partner in crime, the man who won the 1987 through 1989 Massapequa Monster Truck Lifting Championships, a fellow Batman, I'm sorry, Monster Truck Tire Lifting Championships. He's not that strong. <laughs> a fellow Batman on film contributor, ladies and gentlemen, Eric Holzman. <laughs> Wait, what, what year was that again? 87 to 89. You had a three-year I was 11. That's that's great. Do you remember I, young Hercules? He was a big I remember, hit on social I do, media back I in the day. I do remember him. But I had wiry strength. So, it's funny I'm, we're bringing that up again because we were just talking about wiry strength off air. And now here we go. I had wiry strength as a kid. Uh, it was monster trucks, but Pete got it wrong. It was kind. It was like the old motorized little ones. They were monster right. truck Yes, tires, yes, yes. Eric. So I was humble. doing that at that age. I was... Eric was doing liver king workouts before. It's the true. Liver king. If I, I wish I had pictures of myself when I played football because I looked completely different. You guys would not. He had abs. He I had, had abs. I had, I had biceps. I had a chest back then, not a flabby one. I had a real one. Um, <laughs> a real one. <laughs> so, uh, uh, but man, some people pay a lot of money for fake I know. chests. I know. <laughs> yes. Yeah, some people do. But no, we had a there was a huge flood in my basement years ago and a lot of my pictures that I had from that time are gone. They just got destroyed. Was this so, during no, no, Sandy? No, this was years ago. Um we had a really bad rainstorm and um there was a little crack in the foundation and we went downstairs and like a ton of it was like maybe two feet of water. It was pretty bad. Really? My advice to everybody is uh get a pool yeah. pump. Get yourself 200 feet of hose and make sure that it's in your basement at all times just in case. Yeah, if you – I mean – That's what I have. Yeah, there are certain <laughs> – I mean there are certain places that don't – people don't have to worry about that because they don't have basements. There's a lot of places in the world where you can't. Bill says he doesn't have a basement but, in Texas. I think that's the worst thing in the world. How do you not have a yeah, basement? Yeah, that was the weird thing when I moved to Florida. Like there, no one has basements because the, the it's all sand and the foundation isn't that strong. So there's nothing to really put in. So it's very really? odd for someone to have a basement. And when I lived there, I used to go and like this, everywhere I went, they're like, no, there's no basements. So I was like, oh, okay. So I was like, you better have an attic then. Yeah, yeah. There's, every, <laughs> if you don't have a basement, you everyone gotta has have an attic. attic. Everywhere has a garage. Like not everywhere in on where I live on Long Island, not everyone has a garage. Like we don't, I don't have one. But there's, yeah. But there's really? a, every place. If you don't have a basement, they have a garage. It's 
There are so. there are two necessities for everything that I look on Zillow for: basement and. See, garage. guys, we're even doing like DIY channel stuff now, and and you know, giving you a little <laughs> a little more, a little more than you bargained for. We're already sponsored by Manscaped. Now we're trying to get sponsored Zillow, by Zillow. Home Depot could throw us, a, you know, for pizza for pizza Rematch suggestion of the of the pool pump. Uh, yeah, you know, we, 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 we could, whatever sponsor wants to come on, we, we will take, we are, like, I guess we're whores for the sponsorship. So there we go. We will take whatever. <laughs> we, we are just, we're just the billboard. <laughs> Bring your advertisements. Yes. So, uh, for our vast audience. So this is the, we are recording on January 15th. This is the, op- the op- we opening weekend for Scream. Uh, I know Pete, you have not seen it yet, but I have, and I, Yes, and Wednesday. I just want to put out there, guys. I did a little quick review of the um, my little post review on. I did it on Facebook Live, uh, and I tweeted it out over um, on Thursday night after I saw the film. So if you guys want to check out my really quick review, quick little feelings on the show, on the movie, sorry, you can go over there and look at that. Uh, it, it's. I will say this: people who love the original series will like this one, and it's it's perfectly set up for a brand new reboot of the franchise. So. Um, take that what you will, uh, but um, definitely go watch it, guys. It, it's it was a really really good movie, so I'll just leave it at that. I can't wait. I'm looking yes. forward so to I it. I just wanted to touch on that real quick. Uh, but guys, we have a great show lined up for you as always. Uh, Pete, as always, has found some excellent topics for us to discuss, and let's jump in. Let's get into that right now. So I, the first one that we're going to discuss it was um, there was an article in Variety that we saw. Um, what was it earlier this week, I believe, or maybe even last week, about – No, we did a show last week. This is, this, yeah, this is this week. Yeah, that's true, actually. You're right. <laughs> My fault. So, yeah. So, I think it was Monday. I think it was Monday that this came um, mm-hmm. about Warner Brothers talking about the Batman release date. And they, are, they said they're monitoring the situation having to do with the Omicron variant, which – I heard today is good news, at least here in New York, that cases are trending downward. New Jersey too. I saw that as well. So at least for us, it looks like we're headed in that direction. I don't know what it's going to be like all over the country, but I know in the Northeast, at least for Newark and New Jersey. Are you paying attention to Texas? (laughs) I am not, but we have two people who live more than that, who live there, who will be attending the Batman on Phil watch party. You're so trusting I'm Rick. trusting Rick. I'm trusting Bill more than Rick. Uh, definitely. Of course, we love you both. But um, I'm yeah. trusting Javi. Yes. So many people live in Texas who are in this little group of ours. So Texas and Canada, that seems very, to be the popular spots for fanboys. So, yeah. So they say they're keeping an eye on things. Um, they don't they're As of right now, they feel good about the date, but they're watching it day by day. So... Of course, this, the article also goes into how last year to to mitigate the effects of COVID, they put their full streaming, put all of their movies on HBO Max. Um, they went into that whole argument. There's financials involved in it and support it. I don't think that's going to happen here. Uh, like I said, the the good news is it does seem that Omicron cases are going down, and we're what we're six weeks away from the release. So. I don't think it's going to happen, but it is something to keep an eye on and to keep your ears open to because you never know with this damn coronavirus, we might get another variant that pops up and, you know, Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, selfishly, I'm – I just like because 
I, I think I bought a non-refundable <laughs> point ticket. <laughs> I, I really like, I'm going to Texas no matter what. So if this movie gets canceled, I guess I'm spending like the next, I don't know, three days in American <laughs> Airlines Arena. And no matter what they're doing, I'm going to <laughs> Well, um, maybe, maybe I'll take a tour at Cowboy Stadium. I don't know. Um, but selfishly, like, I, I, you know, just financially, I'm like, oh, I paid all this money for this trip to Texas. I want this to happen. And so I'm kind of paying attention to it. But um, I don't know. It's like you said, numbers seem to be going down. And We'll see what happens. Uh, I, I do know they do have the 45-day window until it's HBO right. Max. So, you know, I'm, I, I just I just don't want to think about them canceling or pushing right. it back any further. Well, I think when – yeah, when Morbius got moved back, I think a lot that opened a lot of people's eyes like, oh, here we go again. But I think that was a financial I thing. I, I, I don't think that was like because they were scared of the virus. I think they're just trying to milk out – I don't think they want Morbius to go against right. No Way Home. I think that's right. what I it think, is. You know, I don't think that anything. Yeah, to do with I mean, the they kind of used the virus as the little reason why they were moving it. But mm-hmm. I kind of agree with you there. I think that that Spider Man just came out, um, obviously middle of December. It's it's doing great, obviously. And if they bring out another Sony product, which obviously won't do as well to go up against it, it could hurt it financially. Well, Nico, I mean, the Caruso's and Zeddy see it about three <laughs> times a week. So I think they're supporting. I think they are funding Sony solo. It's cr- right it now. is crazy. <laughs> it is crazy that I've only seen it once. Um, I love it so much, but I still have only gone and seen it once. Um, yeah, say I just haven't had the so, time to. My work yeah. schedule is a little crazy. I kind of like, by the time I get out, it's like eight o'clock and like. Yeah, I'm still <laughs> I will. <laughs> I guess I'm an old man. I will now. say this though: I was very encouraged how many people went to see Scream in the theater I was in uh, on Thursday. So I will say, just looking at box office and yeah. people going to the movies, it was a good sign for me to be sitting in an almost full theater for a movie that, mm-hmm. honestly, it's not a huge tentpole film. It is for people. It has fans like us who love the series and we're going to go back and see it. Yeah. But it's not this huge tentpole movie, and um. It was full. So I know TJ from Gotham Outsiders has seen it like oh, two or wow. three times already. There you go. Yeah, he's a he's he's a, he's a huge Scream super fan. So this is like his uh, you know Graceland. <laughs> he's I was so thinking, excited. I believe he went full. I was costume. thinking, Pete, maybe after you see it, we could do a live stream on all the screams, and we can just tie it up to. You want to say that for next Halloween? No, we could do, do it. We could do it we after do- you see it, and we could do it like next week or whatever. We'll have to invite Lauer. Yeah, he's, he, yeah, yeah. He's he couldn't do our Halloween show, so it'd be perfect for him to come on. Yeah, uh, guys, see, we're doing. I'm doing production. We're having production meeting live right now. We're planning. So we're doing planning. I just threw it out there because on Thursday I didn't tell Pete I was going live. I just did it. So uh, I apologize for that. I just went on live and. What are you apologizing? You should be doing that. What are you apologizing? Do it. <laughs> so yeah. So, but not to go off on the tangent, but back to the Batman. I agree with what Pete said. I think that we it was Morbius was moved because of financial reasons. I don't think we're going to have Bat the Batman moved. Um, a very good friend of ours who has a little more information, not not wink wink, says that it's pretty much not going to move. But. Uh, you know, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens with that. Crazy yes, things happen. And of course, it's going to be the theaters that make the decision more than Warner Brothers. Because if the theaters start closing down, cutting capacity, doing things, then that will make Warner Brothers have to react to how many people would actually go see the film. It almost makes it, so. it seems like it's more of a government thing. Like if the government right. starts putting regulations and everything. Because I feel like 
between No Way Home, Scream, and even to The Matrix to some extent, people are going to see the movies. Yeah, like I people said. People are going back yeah, to like the theaters. Scream. You know? so. Again, it was a premiere night, so that usually brings the people like, oh, everyone wants to see it first so they don't get spoiled, especially mm-hmm. nowadays. That no one wants to get spoiled, so everyone yeah, runs. Twitter. But um, yeah, you're right. Like it, it seems people are going at least back to the movies pe- that people – thought they would go back to for the the bigger name films so i mean i feel like spider-man was close i wonder how close spider-man is to two billion right now it's crazy it's it's i cannot believe that it's making as much money as it it is i knew it would make money because of everything that was involved in it but i had no idea it would make this much money in a pandemic time so yes it's kind of crazy so we'll stick with the batman because more news came out uh it got uh, the sorry yesterday or no not yesterday a couple days ago it got its rating and it is going to be a PG thirteen film. Uh, there was a lot of people who thought it would be rated R because of the content at least of what we had seen so far in the trailers. We do know that this is it definitely seems a lot darker and gritty than grittier than anything Nolan even did um, with the Dark Knight trilogy. We say that about every time someone touches a Batman movie, <laughs> you know, except for Schumacher, right? Like yes, Martin made yes. a dark and gritty Batman movie. Nolan made a dark and gritty Batman movie. Snyder made a dark and gritty Batman movie. Like those words have almost lost their meaning when it comes to Batman. This looks no, this doesn't look any more or less dark than anything that Nolan and Burton or Snyder have produced. I just think in my turn, for it to, Snyder got his R ratings because he had he had mm-hmm. Affleck's ass, and Batman said fuck, right? Like that. that that's why that he yeah. got those R ratings and his theatrical cut of of both right. uh, well of BVS yes. is PG thirteen because I believe the ass is taken. yes. Oh, so naked butts and swearing will get you an R rating. Um, I never expected this to be rated R, not in a million years. Um, just again, they they want yes. to sell merch and they want to do things, and you know, Batman Returns still has an effect on how they think. Yes. I think. So, and Scott Mendelson wrote an article in Forbes that discussed that very thing: how Batman Returns had mm. a PG thirteen rating, and obviously, we're going back a very long time. Things have changed a lot since then, but um, when that movie came out, like parents and families. Uh, parents got all upset because oh these our kids are going to watch this and and the penguin is making sexual innuendos towards catwoman and see the problem is parents are being parents you're just assuming because it's batman it's a kid thing it's not it's not a cartoon it's not on saturday mornings that's on you i'm sorry karen that's your fault do your job be a be a real mother and watch your kid watch what your kid's watching just don't think it's you know like i'm and i'm sorry if, if the parents want to come at me screw it I, come at me i don't care i'm sorry i'm not a parent but you know what like i'm gonna at least do my homework before i take my kid to a movie and chances are my kid's gonna see robocop at eight years old so i don't care you know my parents raised me right they took control they, they 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 were they were active they were proactive so again like that that's all on you Karen you got to do your job and you got to be a mom you got to be a father I don't care who you are just you know be responsible for what your kids watch and know what you're getting yourself into sorry yeah I mean I I definitely agree with that I think like there was there's always been movies out there that especially when I was a kid that I wasn't supposed to watch and my parents made sure I didn't watch them if they didn't want me to watch it um, I remember mm-hmm. certain movies something like Platoon. I remember when Platoon came out, it was a big, and I was into military and stuff at the time. So I wanted to watch it. And obviously Platoon is is pretty bloody. It's got a lot of um, bad stuff that a kid of eight or nine shouldn't be watching. So my parents didn't let me see it. 
Uh, same thing with Rambo. I was Stallone was all the rage. I was a huge Rocky fan as a kid. So when Rambo came out, I was like, mm-hmm. "Crap! I want to go see Rambo." Obviously, I was not allowed. It just is R rated. My parents wouldn't let me. Your parents obviously yes, were lazy. My mom was very much <laughs> not going to let me watch uh, those films. Uh, a strict Roman Catholic upbringing as well. Like that's just certain things. I think the only thing my parents didn't let me watch was Married with Children. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that I get. That argument, I understand, uh, you know, where people, their parents are coming from, but you, it's really on you at that point, um, you know, to pay attention and to see, make sure that the content of the film that you you want, your kid wants to see is, is. Batman 89 is not exactly a kid friendly movie either. So right. like going into returns, I don't know what you were sure. Is it probably a little bit more? Yeah. But like, I don't know what you were right. expecting. Like, I'm I, sorry. Scott brings that up in his article too. He says like 89 had the Joker just killing everyone for the hell of it. And that was fine. But once a returns came out where you had a little bit more of the sexual innuendos and, and you know, the, uh, the penguin biting someone's nose and blood gushing out and that was too much. Now we can't. You know, I mean, Penguin, uh, Penguin, Joker had some innuendos in that movie too. I don't care. So, like, it's just again, I think, I think it's just lazy parenting. You know, you know, if you want to have kids, do the job. That's it. I'm sorry. Like, that's it. I don't care. Somebody with kids wants to come at me. You, you, you'll find my handle at the end of the show. I'm not afraid of you. Come, let's go. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. And, and again, I don't have kids either. I do have many nieces and nephews. And if my sisters ever ask, whenever they ask me an opinion on a film for my nephew to watch, my, my nephew Jake is 11 now. Um, so if she asks me, Eric, hey, do you think this is good for kids? I'll tell her honestly. Yeah. You know, and they, and you kind of have to know your kid too, right? You have to know. Well, that's another thing too. Don't, don't you know rose-colored glasses? Like I remember, someone actually asked Garrett on Twitter if Peacemaker was acceptable for his kids. He said his kids are ten and thirteen, and I'm like, I was like, for a thirteen-year-old, I think so. As a thirteen-year-old, I'm making dick jokes. I'm saying completely <laughs> inappropriate things. I'm trying to be yes. cool in front of my friends. So I'm sorry. You know, like know your kid. Like know yourself as a child too. Like you know what you did. Right. There's a, there's a reason why every dad is afraid of prom night for his daughter, because he knows what he did on yep. prom night. Don't be a fool. Things don't change yep. that much. Yeah, it is. So, yeah, I mean, so this it's a very interesting article, guys. Uh, if you want to take a read, just to notice the difference between 1992 and 2022, uh, that in a lot of ways, our sensibilities have changed as well. Uh, I think our generation, my generation of parents, I'm 45. So my generation of parents who now have the kids of the ages that I was when then when Batman and Batman Returns came out are a little bit different because we grew up in an era where things were, were a little bit different. So it's kind of changed mm-hmm. the way we um, like I can say personally I mean, for me, depending if I had kids and depending on my um how my kid is and what I, I know about my kid, I'd probably be fine with him going to see uh, this movie. I haven't seen it yet. I just don't mm-hmm. think from what I've seen so far, you know, if I'm with him and, and he can ask me questions and I could talk, you know, talk to him about through it, I would take my kids to see it. Now, the toy angle he brings up in here as well, the merchandising Scott talks about as well, which of course is a huge deal. And I get that. Uh, you know, you you want kids want to see the movie that they're going to be buying toys to. I always did when I was a kid. Um, you know, yeah, but there's also the other like the kids. Kids just want toys too, right? That's like, true. I, like to be yeah. really honest, like you could. I don't. I don't understand the 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 whole gripe of like 
you know, the whole McDonald's thing of like, well, the penguin's on the Happy Meal and then he's going around killing babies. Like, he's the villain of the movie. Villains do bad things. Did anyone complain when Thanos wiped out half the Earth? With a snap. <laughs> yeah, like, come on. Just because it's like, I get, again, it's just it's because you don't see it. I don't know. But like, Penguin never actually kidnaps the kids. They're like in the cage for like 15 seconds. Right. Batman saves them. So I don't hear it. Like, Batman, he, you know, that's the whole point yeah. of, of Batman is to... You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. to get the villain, so you got to make him do something. I'll defend Batman Returns. All yeah, and it's and I, I mean, I'll defend it too. I, it's not my favorite Batman movie, but I'll defend it to the point where I don't think, even at the time, as I would, even when it came out, I wouldn't have thought, well, this is too crazy, something I haven't seen before, or you know, something that shouldn't be out there, or, or you know, it should be an R rating. I never, even from the first time I saw it, I could tell you, I never thought that was an R rated film. So. No. It's just funny because like me and Justin are always calling people soft on Twitter, but then soft people have been around forever. Let's be honest. They were soft in 92. That's why we got Batman Forever. And I like Batman Forever, but, you know, a bunch of Karens and a bunch of soft people are the reason why for that movie. And then, you know, B- <laughs> and then BVS. Well, happened, even and it seemed like we were reliving. I mean, even Batman again. Forever, if you want to say the Riddler pushes. You can't tell me that movie. And the Riddler sexual. pushes someone out a window like. That's pretty pretty bad, <laughs> like because it's not bloody. It doesn't. I'm, not the same I'm thing. Sure Chase, oh, Chase Marinings walking oh, yes. around negligent. Yes, yes. That that was one of those times where I was a teenager, and you're like, oh crap, that's Nicole Kidman, and she like does blonde. she does not look bad at all in that in that sheet that she's wearing right now. <laughs> Right? So yeah, so my place. Mid-day. Seriously, like, well, okay. yeah. So again, what was the difference? Right, color. It's it's brighter. There's more neon. Well, jokes. it's kind of the same thing I've been saying about the MCU. Like they get away with a lot of things because it's bright, shiny, and you yeah, can laugh. That at was it. basically the difference of what they did in that film. Um, is add a little more jokes. I mean, Jim Carrey does a crotch grab. There's a ton of stuff in that movie where you could say, yeah, this is really not that much different, um, at least tone wise, but. Again, so it's a very good article Scott wrote, guys. Uh, check it out on Forbes. I, we just wanted to talk about it real quick. And if you want to yell at Pete, go ahead. Um, he'll tell you, he'll give you his information sure. later, and you can you can get out of I'll, I'll, I'll get out of there. Uh, so let's stick with at least Batman. Uh, the Batman of uh, characters casting. Um, there was a new trailer release for a Zoe Kravitz movie called Kimmy, um, directed by Steven Soderbergh. And uh, so we, Pete, we both watched the trailer. It's kind of like an Alexa influenced <laughs> crime thriller. Yeah. Um, right? Yeah. She's a um, what is she? She's a voice stream interpreter. If you guys don't know what that is, it's mm-hmm. someone who listens to obviously voice streams on things and then interprets it for for criminals or um. Law law enforcement. Yeah, sorry. I lost my train of thought for a minute. So uh, it looks pretty good. And um, it's it's Soderbergh. If you like Steven Soderbergh's style, you already know the kinds of movies he makes. So, um, Mm. but yeah, this looks, yeah. Looks fast paced, lots of action. um, And it's kind of relatable. Like, I mean, I've got two Alexas in my house and I feel like everyone's got an Alexa, a Google Home, a Siri in their pocket or something like that. So. 
it's something that, you know, everyone can, you know, kind of relate to, you know, your voice is constantly being recorded as much as everyone wants to admit, like you got a walking GPS in your, uh, in your pocket and no, it's not the vaccine. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it, it's, it's very relatable and it's like, you know, it, it, things like this get me excited because I get to check out actors I don't, or actresses right. I don't normally check out. Like, it's like when Aaron Heckhart was cast as uh, Harvey Dent. He was in some sort of like rom-com, rom-com restaurant movie where he was a cook, and I checked that out right. just to see him. You know, I forget, I forget what it was. It was uh, uh, with yeah, Catherine I know the movie Zeta you're Jones. talking about. Yeah, yeah. So like, I went to see that because I was like, oh, let me check out Harvey Dent and uh, things like that. So this is streaming, and uh, it's a streaming on HBO Max only. So I'll definitely check it out for sure because uh, it's just very convenient. But um, it looks fun. It looks interesting, and it looks like something we all can kind of like. Relate yeah, to. Um, Rita Wilson, Tom Hanks's wife, has a prominent role in the trailer. She's in the film. Um, Robin Givens, if everyone remembers Robin Givens, she's in the film. So there's a lot of other actors and actresses that you might know who are in this movie. Also, I was we were talking. I was talking to Pete before uh, we came on air about how much Zoe Kravitz looks like her mother. <laughs> it is like, she does. I mean, I always say it, but in this, because she's not wearing anything and she just looks like, it's amazing uh, how much she looks like Lisa Bonet. She looks good no matter what color yes, her hair yeah, is. Yeah, she has blue hair in the trailer, guys. There is blue hair here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a pretty cool, she, what the whole gist of it is she overhears a crime or she thinks she overhears a crime doing Which yeah, a murder, a murder going on and that the movie takes off from there. So go check out the trailer. It's on um, YouTube. If you guys want to check it out, it's also on our page. What's the name of that Sandra Bullock movie where she's on the run and it involves technology? I forget what it's called. You know what I'm talking about? I don't. I, oh, man, because that's what it kind of reminds me of. I kind of do. Yeah. You know, oh, it's like 90s. It's like vintage Sandra Bullock. Google. Yeah. Let's look that up and see if uh, I can find it. Bullock. It's like Hacker or something. Oh. Uh, I feel so Francesca now. We're so much to the net. Yeah, it feels like the net. The net. That's kind of what I'm getting at. Yeah, it definitely does. Um, something like that. It's kind of like I I don't know why this comes to my head, but watching it, I thought of Enemy of the State, even though it's really not dissimilar. But okay, like it was just going through. Well, my you head. know, you you're just on the right. run. You're trying. You're on the run for your life. You know, so it's it's like right. Kind of so like it that. was. It's it looks very cool, and it looks like some. I'll definitely give it a watch. I'll do that. I like Soderbergh's films. Um, so yeah, I'll def- definitely give it a watch. If you guys want to check out the trailer, like we said, it's on YouTube, or you could link to it on our page. Any of our pages. It's everywhere. You, uh, everywhere but yes. Instagram. Our neglected platform. Yes, our neglected Instagram <laughs> platform, but it's cool. So let's go. Let's jump in now. We'll, let's talk about Peacemaker uh, because it just premiered this week and it's fresh on our minds. And a lot of stuff uh, outside of the show just happening and starting. There's a lot of cool little things that we got. So the opening of it uh, – Arguably is the best opening oh, yeah. of anything I've ever seen in my life, if I'm being honest with you. <laughs> like, it, I mean, it's like it's one of those opens I can't skip through. Like, I can never skip through the opening of The Office. Um, I never skip through the opening of The Sopranos. And it's just like this kind of and this is a little bit more involved. Right. You, you, there's a whole cast of characters. There's a whole yes. dance routine. Um, everyone's doing absolutely insane stuff. And it's just it gets you ready for the, like you watch this and you know what you're going to get. Just that that's it. I mean, this is this is another James Gunn musical masterpiece. It really is. Like this is something that you would expect from him. And even expecting mm-hmm. something like this, when I saw it, I was still surprised. Like you 
I've downloaded so much music already because of the yeah. show. So if anyone, there's a little interview he did in Rolling Stone where they ask him about the intro and a little bit more, but there's mostly mm-hmm. about the intro. And if anyone saw the movie Super that he did with Rain Wilson, um, it's actually in that, this kind of opening is in that movie. It's just animated. Um, I don't mm-hmm. remember that opening of it, but now I'm going to go back and watch it to see because uh, it's, you know, pretty, it's a pretty cool thing. And to see it animated to be just where the idea came from, be cool to see where it jumped, it jumped off. But uh, you're right. I don't skip the intro and normally I would, but every time I watch the opening, I see something else that I liked <laughs> or that I missed. Cause there's so much going on. Um, did you, the, the, the interview references how house of cards has this horrible opening sequence that basically birthed the skip intro button. Is that true? I've it's never a little long. Show, yes. You? I used to watch house of cards. It is a little is it long. Okay? Okay. Um, you know, the music is slow. I found that interesting, but yeah, it's, I usually skip intro on all of it. I watch it the first time and then really? that's it. The, after that, I don't stick with them. So yeah. Wow. There's some intros I just love. Like, so. like I said, like, like the office one, I just love that jingle. It just gets me ready. You know? Also, I've, the, the music is from this glam band, Norwegian glam band, Wigwam, um, who mm-hmm. I had never even heard of, but haven't either but i own an album now <laughs> so like but it definitely it fits the vibe of the sh- of the show and of the character uh it was choreographed by carissa lee barton the opening uh so and everyone that's they all did their dance moves like they all learned it and everything and you know gun was talking about how some people were better yes. dancers than others he mentions his girlfriend who plays harcourt was a she's a she's probably the best dancer of the group um detective sung was a great uh, dancer um, John Cena, not so much, but he worked really hard at it. And, you know, it's really cool. And he's like, Robert Patrick, not a great dancer, but we did what we could do, <laughs> you know, and it seems like they worked with everyone's capabilities. And, you know, it's cool to see eagerly at the end. And, um, you know, I, I can't wait to talk about the show. I can't wait to get past the open because it's just, it's the, the show is just so right. Much fun and you brought up the music uh, for. It's, it's all, all glam right. It's all eighties glam rock, eighties early nineties glam rock, oh. uh, and Gun goes into that in the um, piece too. In the interview, um, he talks about how he liked Motley Crue. So shout out to Rick for that because he, <laughs> bro, him and, him and James Gunn have something to kind of vibe off of there. Uh, but yes, it's a the music is excellent. Uh, it's just a really really well done opening and show. So let's kind of dive into the show now. It the first five minutes are some of the best <laughs> TV I've seen in a long time where he, where he just mm. gets up. Um, he's still in the hospital and he has the conversation with the janitor. <laughs> I love, it, it's very, it's the banter is very it's funny. So in awesome. Show. It's very funny. And you, to be honest, if you didn't, and I can't, man, I can't imagine anyone who hasn't seen the Suicide Squad. But if you haven't, you technically don't even need to watch that movie because they do such a great job of recapping the movie and Peacemaker, and it leaves you off in a wonderful spot. So if you, even if you don't remember Suicide Squad, if you forgot what goes on in that movie. Uh, you got a great refresher course right at the beginning of episode one. Episode one is a little bit longer than the other two episodes. We got all three. We got the first three episodes on HBO Max. I think the first one's about yep. 49 minutes. The other one's about four minutes. So you get a 10 minutes extra. Um, the team dynamic, you've got character and spoilers. We're going to go spoilers here. So if you're not, if you, if you haven't watched uh, 30 seconds forward, um, you know, it's, it was great to see Waller back. It's great to see that. Uh, what's her yeah. name? Waller's daughter. That's a cool little implant. Um, Mern reminds me so much of Waller. Like I, 
was like, wow. Like, it's like, did you study Viola Davis? Because you were acting just right. like her. I thought that was brilliant. Um, I love Die Beard. I think he's hysterical, Steve Agee. I'm so happy that he's back. Um, it, it, you know, we've got a friggin' Batmite reference. So the DCEU is growing for all the haters out there who want to complain things are being erased and restored and whatnot. Guess what? The fifth dimension is confirmed. It's there. Uh, it, other heroes are confirmed. Batman's been yep. confirmed tw- and mentioned tw- several times as is yep. Superman. And uh, Robert Patrick, uh, he does a fantastic job playing a horrible person in Again. what looks like a <laughs> yeah um and it, he's it, the, the the fact that like peacemaker and his father their relationship is very interesting it seems like they peacemaker wants to try to you know he, he seems like a different character from suicide squad you know it seems like he's almost learned his lesson to an extent because there's growth there you, and you could see it because he won't kill the butterflies right you know whereas in suicide squad he's going to kill everything you know you had that great kill off between him and blood sport so that was fantastic to see him kind of grow and everything and i think vigilante is really a nice vigilante is my favorite character on the show uh because because he's cold-blooded yes, but he's a goof he's, you know yes. like no he's the typical person who talks a big game and then hides when the <laughs> when the bats well he came up big with he, the sniper yeah, that's rifle, true you know like, like how touching was that moment and it's so it's so crazy because like they're killing children he did <laughs> well aliens he just goes buddy just move on like it's it's like it's like when you're like your buddy's like struggling in a level in like super mario and you're just like give me the controller <laughs> instead they pass the sniper rifle to the left and you're like what is going on and he's so calm collective shooting these no people. he did he, he's he is he is a badass um but like he's he just wants it's in this at least he just wants acceptance right like he just you could tell he just he says that he's peacemaker's best friend and peacemaker's like no you're not you're not my best friend and um i, I, don't, I don't even know you're right identity. like there's so much going on with with the character uh the whole the whole torture scene is great um, oh my god it was, was great, great um how they how they did that and how uh peacemaker like didn't care <laughs> As you can tell, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like that dynamic is going to grow. Uh, the whole, but he he really wants Peacemaker's acceptance. He he gets all the the uh, old appliances so they could do the whole target practice scene mm-hmm. and right. That, that was, was cool. cool. It's just that part kind of reminded me of the Suicide does, Squad a little bit. Does this feel like Deadpool to you? Like a Deadpool TV Vigilante show? Looks almost. like Deadpool a little bit. <laughs> I just, I just it, it, it's got dumb humor, oh, yeah. which I which I like, you know. And then it's got just bloody, murderous rampage. It feels like this is almost. We've been comparing Harley to Deadpool for so many years now. Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn. I I almost feel Peacemaker's taking that mantle here because of the humor and the murder. Yeah, I will say stylistically, yes, this is much closer to yes. what a Deadpool would be than than a Harley Quinn Ooh. interpretation. Um, Deadpool isn't like Carly Quinn's a little nuts. Deadpool isn't really nuts. He's just a douchebag, for lack of a better term. And, and Peacemaker's De- kind of yeah. the same. Yeah, well, Peacemaker's Peacemaker kind of the same. Um, he doesn't. He's not as in tune with things though. Like Deadpool's kind of smart. Peacemaker just seems kind of aloof. He's but a little yeah. bit dumb. He's but um, dumb. which is why Cena playing him is perfect because Cena always plays the dumb jock role perfectly. So. <laughs> It's a perfect casting. And I don't normally do not like him. I've said it many times. I'm not a fan of his acting. But in this, this role is perfect for him. He's grown yeah. on me so much. He yeah. really has as an actor. You know, I'm 
I'm kind of shocked because I never thought he would be as good as The Rock. And I'm not saying he is as good as The Rock. Like The Rock is clearly probably the biggest name in Hollywood right yep. now. But uh, I think John Cena is doing very well for himself. I'm, I'm happy he found this role. It seems to fit him really well. And there's so many things like I love and I love the little details that Gunn adds to this, like the helmet, for instance. Like now Peacemaker, it's not oh. just a helmet. There, it and does his, things. His father you know? and like, is the one who creates all of it. He's got like an entire, yeah. it, almost, it, it, like, uh, it looks like the Matrix. Yeah. <laughs> when Morpheus brings in the guns, like they walk through the, the, the door and then like everything just pops up and he's got all these helmets, some from Breathing Underwater, some for Sonic Boom, yada, yada, yada. It, it's very cool. And they all look different. They all have distinct features. And I thought that was creative. And uh, I I just, I like, and I, I like everything about Peacemaker. I loved how he has a sports car that looks like the American flag. I love how his trailer <laughs> looks like the American flag. I love how his mailbox looks like his trailer that looks like the American flag, you know? And it's it's just funny because he's literally just yes. ridiculous. He's just ridiculous. And we, we can't talk about Peacemaker without, of course, talking about Eagly, right? Uh. <laughs> oh, I love Eagly. Where's my Eagly action figure, Todd? And Mr. McFarlane, I want a Peacemaker action figure in his boxer briefs. <laughs> like, I got my Peacemaker figure in hand right now. I want the, uh, the, the, the half-new John Cena That is a very weird... Like, that scene's amazing. It's a, oh, stop it. I love shirtless Moa. I'll put my shirtless Moa next to my tidy-whitey Peacemaker, and I'll be well, a happy family. Well, the end of the first... Is it the first one? Into this, yeah, the end of the first one. Into the second one, he's in his underwear for like <laughs> good for good good what thirty minutes of both t- overlapping both yeah. shows. So you know, even yeah. if you got the underwear, the tidy whiteies Cena, which we got of course in the Suicide Squad as well. Um, but yeah, it's it's just a really really fun show, fun and creepy at the same time, but very very good. Uh, what's her name? And it's grand yes. too. Like there, there is, like you watch the show, and until the third episode, you don't realize how big this actually is. Like this, this show is at a massive world-saving level. It's just as big as Suicide Squad. Yeah, you know the world is at stake. It's this isn't like some little mission. This isn't just a, a character saving a city. This is the world. So Peacemaker, the dumbest hero. The planet is trying to save the world. This is going to be completely yeah, bonkers. And like you were talking about the cast and the acting is it's it's really really well done. Um, Jennifer Holland is mm-hmm. great. Uh, oh my god, she's magnificent. She kicks. Yeah, ass. she's really good. And I and in that open, she's jacked, dude. Her biceps are bigger yep, than mine. Yep. And even the guy who plays the um, what's it called? Judo master. He has like a very. He was oh, great. He was great. Too, like he, he was excellent. With the hot Cheetos. It's like, remember when I kicked your ass? Yes. He's like, I want some. Shit. And he starts flicking the Cheetos. He um Peacemaker wants to eat them, but he's just flipping them at his head. And it's it's like leaving streaks on his face from the Cheeto dust. Oh at one point he like kicks one and it hits him in the head and it hurts. It's 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 brilliant. Oh. And I'm glad that this is a new character because I remember I saw a glimpse of him and he moves fast. Like his name Judo Master, he is yes. a Judo Master. Like this guy would like beat up Tony John. Uh, That's yeah. how good this guy yeah. is. Like I thought it was TDK because he just moves. Like I can't get a clear look in the mm-hmm. trailers and anything. So I'm like, oh, they brought Nathan Fillion back, but it's not. It's a new character in, in a similar outfit, but he's like, I don't know, two and a half. Yes, feet. he's short, <laughs> and it's it's a fun. And the the person who kills him <laughs> or knocks him is he dead? I guess he's dead. 
I don't. Uh, I don't think he's dead because it, uh, if you uh, if you, you know, spoiler alert, if you watch the uh, coming next episode, which I usually try yeah. to skip, he does. He he he. He's oh, okay. Hostage. All right. So he he's not him. dead. But the fact that um, <laughs> what's his name, Economist, uh, is the one who knocks him out yeah. and then does a little dance over his body. <laughs> Well, it's great too because, like, you know, Mern's like, anyone walks out the door, you get it. And he's like, how do I do that? Any means possible. And then it's Judo Master. And then Die Beard is just like, oh, no, what do I do? You know, because it's like, I don't know. Like, what am I? It'd be like me taking on Bruce Lee. Like, what am I supposed to do? I know. It's so, <laughs> God, as you see, we're talking about it. And while we're talking, we're just pulling stuff from the the shows that we liked. It's just good. It's just yeah. good, fun entertainment. Yes. And, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, it's. It is. It's James Gunn. Sometimes he goes a little too crazy. Sometimes it doesn't always work for me. Sometimes it does. But I, you know, I, there, there are times I do enjoy teenage humor and dick jokes. And uh, there's there's a ton of them in this. And it's it's, well, it's it, like, and if it's we got we had exposure to him in the Suicide Squad, so we knew kind of what we were expecting, and that's what we're getting. So. I mean, if you've watched a James, all of James Gunn's movies are pretty similar, except for like Dawn of the Dead, right? He just wrote that movie. But when he has like full creative control, like there's all the Guardians of the Galaxy, Suicide Squad, Slither, um, even a movie he uh, executive produced, I believe the Balco Experiment. Like they're all pretty similar. Super, they're, they're, which I saw, crude, which you haven't rude, seen, but super. Yeah. Yeah. Like they all fit in line. It's a, it's to, it's dude. It's totally James Gunn. Like Warner Brothers and HBO Max were like, we have nothing but faith in you. We trust you. Trust your gut. And I think I think he has, and it's really worked well. And I appreciate everything from the music to the choreography of dancing and fighting, the dialogue. Like there's there's not one thing I didn't like about this yeah, show. Yeah, and it's the and like we said, it's the first three episodes are on HBO Max now, guys. If you're, um. If you haven't seen it yet, go check it out. We we spoiled, but we didn't spoil that much, I don't think. So you can still watch it and get, and get a really, really good uh, good feeling from the show without you know us giving away too much. How, how many episodes do you know? I don't. I want to say it's nine. I forget. Maybe. Okay. I think. I don't know. But I can't wait to, to see the fourth one now. Like, I'm, I'm fully... In the Rolling Stone interview, he says we up the ante in season two. Like he's like he's already. Well, that's got the crazy thing. Like remember we were open. talking about this before it came out, and he said he wrote it in like a half hour or like an hour, some stupidness like that. <laughs> I believe he he wrote it during his like yeah, COVID like he break. just sat down and he put it together, and then he pitched it to them. And they were like after the like. Or he, no, he said he wrote it while he was editing the Suicide Squad. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. He wrote it, and then he just pitched it, and they were like, "Yeah, cool, let's go." And man, it's this guy is an incredibly creative guy. I wish I had that kind of talent. It takes me forever to write freaking reviews on things I just saw. This guy can write <laughs> write a whole freaking show in like an hour. Yeah, but he can't lift no a monster he can't. truck tire. Well, I don't know if he can, but so. I, I would I would go up against him at any point he's to, a thin dude i don't know he, do, he doesn't look too muscular he's not john cena that's true he's not john cena i don't know how much lifting james gunn's actually doing <laughs> <laughs> yes so and, and let's just we'll kind of stick in the peacemaker world obviously we know peter saffron is one of the producers and there was another little article that came out that he sees an opportunity for more of the solo characters to have tv spinoffs so maybe we're not only getting peacemaker maybe we are getting more of these characters um 
obviously. Bloodsport is one of the bigger ones, one of the big ones from mm-hmm. the Suicide Squad. Ratcatcher was also a big fan favorite, fan favorite. From, the, from the movie. So either of those would be cool. Um, he, go, he, he says in this piece that obviously you have to flesh him out. There's got to be given a life beyond what the – what the show would or what the character already is and i think i guess they'd have to check and see if um there's a plan for another film i don't know what the idea is there i'd love like some sort of like blood sport dead shot face off that would series. be cool maybe blood maybe blood sports got to bring maybe dead shot escaped maybe dead shot right. you know and blood sports got to bring him back something along those lines just have those two assassins go after each other because you get idris and you get will i'm like that's just like i'm so in for that and i know they're very similar characters i know they both have the daughter aspect but I mean, you know, anyone who has kids is going to do whatever they want for their daughters. As much as I, you know, railed on parents earlier in the show, I'm sure they do the best they can. <laughs> yeah, no, I think uh, I kind of would like that idea. I think that would be cool if they did that. Um, obviously, we know that Deadshot isn't isn't dead. Um, it was just a scheduling thing that Smith couldn't do to be back in the Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. So maybe there's an idea there, like you said, to work out with both of them. Um, I'd be interested to see the James Gunn take on Deadshot. Obviously, we got the uh, David Ayer um, take, at least mm-hmm. so, sort of. <laughs> It'd be cool. Maybe some sort of animated uh, King Shark show that's very lighthearted, right. you know, kind of fun. I- I'd be into something like that. Everyone really loved Ratcatcher. I don't know where you would go with her. But, uh, you know, she was very captivating in the movie. And, uh, she, you know, she kind of stole everyone's heart. So... Clearly, that actress and that character resonated with a lot. And there, of people. did Gunn hinted that there's another, there's a character that we thought was dead that isn't. Um, he in the Rolling Stone article, he said there's a character in the dance off open that we don't see until like episode okay. five. So there's a character in there, and I've been trying to find out who it is, but there's so much going on. There. Right. <laughs> so we'll see. Uh, what's going on? But I would, I definitely think, even after we saw the movie, I said there's a lot of potential going forward. Whatever they decided to do, um, we had already known Peacemaker was happening, um, but there's a lot of potential for, like you said, the other characters. So I would love um, to get more of this world in whatever form we get it. Whether it's another movie, whether it's more shows on HBO Max, mm-hmm. it'd be awesome um, just to expand the brand. And then again, you could bring them back together for Suicide, the Suicide Squad sequel, whatever they want to do um, going forward with that. So, guys, you want to check that out? It's that article was on IGN. So, you want to check that out? You can go find it on our pages, Twitter, Facebook, wherever you follow us. Hopefully, both places. You can check us out over there. All right. So, let's slide a little bit. Let's let's slide down, slide, slide a little bit, and let's talk a little about um Spider Man. So, as we know, we just came off uh. Spider-Man No Way Home, which is, as we talked about before, mm-hmm. is doing huge, doing huge numbers, uh, doing great. And we also have another highly anticipated Spider-Man movie coming out, which, of course, is Across the Spider-Verse, the animated ver- um, sequel to um, Into the Spider-Verse that we're getting. Um, it's, of course, it's written and directed by Phil Lord and, and Miller. 
of course, our my famous Lord and Miller from the the not seen version of Solo that <laughs> we did that we didn't get. Release right? the Lord and Miller so, cut, uh, Kathleen Kennedy. Yeah, so it's saying that in in the Spider Verse is that this there's an article that we, I that Pete sent me in Collider where they talk about it and they said that they kind of each version kind of deals in their own segment of the um each dimension have its own style mm-hmm. own art style the way it's written um, drawn and the way it's seen which is cool that was one of the things i loved about the first um movie was the the way mm-hmm. everything was they were all together but each character kind of had its own style within it yeah so uh that's cool to see so pete we're obviously you know we're getting this film i know you liked um into the spider-verse so what are you looking forward for in this and what do you think of the uh, you know, I, I mean, I'm really interested to see what uh, Miguel O'Hara and uh, Spider-Man 2099 look like. You know, I'm curious to see that version of the world. We got a little bit of teases there, and then we we kind of get an idea like Spider-Man Noir and and Spider Gwen and uh, um, I don't know the uh, the the Mech Spider. I forget her name, um, but uh, I think it's just Spider. Uh, but like, it, it'd be cool to just kind of venture out into their world you know i think that'll set the movie apart from its uh, predecessor is going to those places and spending a significant amount of time in each place um that seems to be what they're doing almost like a globe trotter effect you know like they're they're hopping right. around uh from place to place so that'll be interesting because you spend a lot of time in the miles world and seeing miles perspective and now it seems that miles is going on a bit of a road trip himself so we'll see what happens this is this seems to be miles far from home Mixed within uh, yeah. No Way Home. Yeah, and speaking of No Way Home, we know that there there's been some speculation that maybe Zendaya and Tom Holland, of course, MJ and Peter Parker from the live action film, might appear uh, in this movie in some shape or form. I want them to do that Roger so, Rabbit style. That would be, to be cool. honest. Yes. I think that's how they should do it. I don't think you should animate Holland and Zendaya. I think I think you should throw them in there green screen wise and have them interact with some puppets and then have the human. Uh, animated element. I, I think that would be really It would fun. be. I think it would be cool. You're right. That's probably the best way to do it. Uh, it would be awesome content too, the way we obviously what we got from No Way Home with the other Spider-Man and other characters returning. It'd be cool to kind of have that kind of similar vibe here, bringing these two into their to this animated universe, but you're right, keeping their human um, their mm-hmm. human forms and not being animated. So that would be fun. So guys, I know so many people, so many Spider-Man fans loved Into the Spider-Verse. This one looks to be like much bigger um, a bigger, more ambitious take. And with everything going on with multiverses in, in every universe now that we have, um, I'm looking forward to this. It's the it big is, thing now. It very much is. When does Star Wars jump into the multiverse? <laughs> is there a Star Wars? Mo- no, seriously. Is there anything like this in Star uh, Wars canon? No. Are they the only franchise who's They're not doing not. This? The only way I could see them doing something like this is if they finally, the expanded universe stuff that's not considered canon now, if they said, you know what, let's dip our toes into that and do some live action or animated stuff with those books. And then you could kind of get into some kind of multiverse type deal um, inspired in Star Wars. But I, I don't see it happening, uh, especially with the way things are going with Star Wars right now with all the, the Disney Plus content that they're doing. It, it's growing that way. And I think that they're just mm. going to stick in that road. But you never know. I mean, they're Disney, Marvel, and Spider and Star Wars are in the same under the same umbrella now. So you never know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, just, I wasn't sure. I think everyone knows I'm not the big Eric stuff, yes. as I like to call it. I'm not the biggest. <laughs> I'm not the biggest fan of Eric stuff. So I'm. I was curious. I'm just surprised that something so fantastical doesn't have some sort of time travel. I, yeah. 
It would be cool, though. I, I think it might be cool to have. I give them credit for not, though, because it, it just it, it, it almost, in a sense, grounds Star Wars, which is crazy to say. But you're right. It does. It, it definitely grounds. Uh, it keeps Star Wars in where it's at, where it's always been it's, as kind of the lone mm-hmm. thing now that just stays in its lane, which is. Oh, man. Can you imagine a real original trilogy fans flipping out if there was some sort of Star Wars multiverse? Dude. <laughs> I'm an original trilogy fan. I wouldn't flip out, but I know what you mean. Well, I know, you yes, know the people yes. I'm talking about. The 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 zaddy yes. equivalent to whatever a Star Wars whack job oh, is. Yes, the ones who wanted to redo <laughs> the Last Jedi and pay for it themselves. Those kinds, yeah, yes, those yes. with the, with their with their GoFundMe yes. and petition.org. That's work that. Yeah, jobs. those people. Yes, I would. I would. I. I'm surprised they didn't go motion comic. <laughs> oh God, don't put that out there. If they listen to it, they might get the idea now. I'm sure they'll get a lawsuit too. Oh, so speaking of Spider-Man and Spider-Man No Way Home, we know the director of, of Spider-Man, all of the Spider-Man movies in the MCU was John Watts. And he mm-hmm. apparently is getting a getting to direct and produce the new uh, Final Destination movie for HBO Max. Um, Pete, did you watch the original Final Destination I, I tapped out after right. a certain point. I think it was after like Final Dest because there's like yes. what six of them. Yeah, only the first one. I, I think, think I to ta- me was any good, but continue. I'm with you. The first one I really enjoyed. I think Devin yes. Sawa was in it. Yes. Was that the kid's name? I really liked the first one. The second it was kind of like Saw. Really liked the first. Didn't like the second. Checked out after the third. You know, I was kind of like, oh, I don't know, if this is for me anymore. And uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, reboot of this. I, I don't know. Does it need to be rebooted? Can it just be another installment? I feel like they've changed the cast by now often. Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, I don't know. It Again, the first one's really good. It's kind of a classic. That's the one I'll rewatch. I'll check this one out and uh, you know, I'll judge it for that. But um, you know, we'll see. It's I like Watts. I think Watts did a great job in No Way Home. Um, I and uh, I think you know, I think he's owed a little bit. I think he's got a he's. I think he's got something to prove. I think a lot of people have doubted Watts, myself mm-hmm. included, uh, after Far From Home, and everyone kind of assumes that he was hijacked. <laughs> no Way Home. So I think he's a man on a mission, and he, he's going back to his roots. He did something like Clown, which is kind Cop of like, car. Whoa, whoa, yeah. You know? <laughs> Yeah, so check that stuff out. He's 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 done some good stuff. Um, so I, I think he's like I said, I just think he's a man on a mission. He's got stuff to prove, and you know he, he wants to show everybody he, the type of director he actually is, or he actually wants to remind people the type of director he is. Yeah, the the, the I've always thought the concept of Final Destination was was cool. Um, so I'm I'm down to see a new take on it. Uh, like you said, it's one of those franchises that after like the second one or third one, you're kind of like, all right, enough. This is just the same thing over. And how how much bigger and faster and harder can we go? Um, it just gets to a point mm-hmm. where you're like, yeah, enough. Um, so, but I think it'd be cool to do this again. Um, I like I was a fan. Obviously, I'm a fan of the Spider-Man films. I'm with you. I like Far From Home a little more than you, but I overall, it's not my favorite Spider-Man movie. You, you like it a lot more than I do. Let's not be serious. Let's be serious. <laughs> like a lot elements. More than I do. There's elements of it I like. Uh, so, yes. A lot more than me. Yes. That's true. A lot more than you, yeah. I was I guess I was being kind. <laughs> Don't be. Be honest. We're not kind on this show. We're honest. So, yeah. Antagonists, if, depending so, on who you talk yeah. to. <laughs> so, yeah. So, this... I'm I'm willing to see what he does next, and if this is his next thing he's going to do, I think he should be given more stuff to do. But 
Oh, he's got Fantastic yeah, Four. We'll see. What yes, he, can do with he did well. get Fantastic Four. So, uh, which I wish we would. Well, whatever. We'll see what happened. Happened. There's so there's a lot of stuff rumors going out there now about um, Doctor Strange. Who's, who's in, in Doctor what? Strange? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we 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 stopped speculating yeah. about Spider Man because we saw it. <laughs> Now we're doing it. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff out there now. Uh, uh, Certain people dropping hints that what maybe. So I have no idea. Um, But I'm getting the feeling that that movie is going to be like a next level from what we got from No Way Home. Well, some people are considering it like a glorified cameo fest. Some people are saying that. I think. Well, it's funny because like here's here's the thing, and I'm just going to go off on this because I wanted to. I've, I've said it's Nico. Uh, the same people who are huge fans of Amazing Spider-Man and Amazing Spider-Man 2 post uh, No Way Home are the same people who uh, loved Ben Affleck's Daredevil so much that they want him to reprise the role in uh, M- Multiverse of Madness. <sighs> <laughs> you guys, <laughs> it's like the latest and greatest crew always seems to come out at the right time. If you guys like these movies that much, they would have gotten sequels. <laughs> Seriously. And, and this was one of the things I was worried about with what happened in No Way Home, reading back uh, McGuire and Garfield, is that it kind of overshadows Hollywood. But now, where everything that happened before, people are going to want to bring back, right? Everything. You have Ben Affleck's Daredevil. Where's Electra? Are we going to get Jennifer Garner back too? Is she coming into the thing? Well, that's kind of like the, the thing I thought about Marvel. Is like they're kind of open Pandora's yep. box. And I'm like, are you guys running out of ideas over there that you're just rehashing everything you already did? You're just bringing back everyone for uh, you know their second I chance? I just don't want that to happen because uh, then that the specialness of No Way Home gets lost. If they start doing this all the time, then the, what was special about that film will just – And like, look, I'm a fanboy. I did, I can, I watch Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man 2 every once right. in a while. You know, I'll pop in the director's cut of Daredevil. But by no means am I sitting there like, I no. love this movie back in like whatever year it came out. Like, yeah, it's okay. Like, And I'm way more lenient on this stuff than Eric is sometimes. And, you know, like it's – but I'm not sitting there like I know why these movies failed. I could still enjoy them. You know what I'm saying? The same thing goes for BVS. Like, I, I, I dig BVS. I think it's awesome. But, like, I get why nobody else liked it. Like, it just makes sense. So, I don't know. I just – I wish people would be a little bit more realistic. Yeah. Like, let's – you know, we 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 got – um, what's it called? We got Daredevil back in No Way Home, right? We got Matt Murdock – we just got Charlie, Charlie Cox in the MCU. Now yeah, we want like, to like, what are we doing here? Like everyone was screaming, oh, when when they got canceled, the Daredevil and the Netflix shows got canceled. Everyone was like, oh, we're gonna lose the, all these great characters. Well, we got one of them back, and and they're so, they're going to be doing something with him going forward. Kevin Feige said that. I don't see him claiming for Danny Rand. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's a whole other story. But yeah, just, uh, but yeah, uh, there's no outcry for like Luke Cage, Jessica Jones. Like, I don't know. Um, let's just see what happens. Let's just see what happens going forward. That's my... Whatever they do, yeah. they do, and I'll accept it for what it is. But but I'm not going to go back and say I'm. I think you know Ben Affleck's Daredevil is a masterpiece. I'm I'm just not going to. It's, it was not it's, a masterpiece. It's, it's an all right comic book movie. It's an all right comic book movie, and I can watch it and I can enjoy it. But by no means do I think it's like amazing. no. It's I think people were a little too harsh on him and on the movie. It's not as bad as people would make you believe. Um, I don't think it's a good movie by any stretch. She saw thing is still bad. Yeah, like there's know? a lot of stuff in that film that it's very it's Colin Farrell. It's very it. much of its time too. Like if you think about the time it came out, it's very much that era of Hollywood and filmmaking and stuff like that. So I kind of put it in mm-hmm. that little compartment. 
but I don't want to see him back as Daredevil. Uh, like that was so long ago. We have a new one. The new one was 20 times better. It's like, you, Just oh leave it. Remember when uh, Ryan Reynolds was going to be in the Snyder cut? It's kind of yeah. like that. You know, like, sure, like, Reynolds got his redemption and, you know, whatever so with good. Deadpool. But like, <laughs> if it, so it was, but, you know, if he was in that movie, I would have dug it. It would have been fine. It would have been better than Martha Manhunter. Um, but, uh, you know, like, I'm not crying for Green Lantern 2, uh, but I'll still watch it and I'll watch him fight Scoongeely. Like, I got right. no problem with that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so it's what it is. Yeah. So anyway, we, this I don't know how we spun out of, of Final Destination into here, but... You know, guys, there's another Final Destination in development. So if you want to read more about that, if you're a fan of the franchise, um, again, the articles are linked on our sites. And they should bring back Devin they Sawa. They should, man. That would be cool. I, he's very yeah, active Yeah, I haven't on seen him at anything in forever. I don't know what he's doing right now, but if they can bring him back, <laughs> yeah, right? just, just get him back. That'd be fun. All right, moving ahead, we got news of a Zorro that was in development. I think this is a different one if I'm not – this right. is a different one. It's a totally yes, different angle here. The other one was a uh, what was it? A telenovela. Tele yes, I don't know. Tele yeah, telenovela. Yes. Type well, show. this is not. This is going to be a Zorro TV show, lead from Robert and Rebecca Rodriguez. Robert Rodriguez, of course, who also right now is is the director and showrunner for the Book of Boba Fett. Um, he is going to be heading a CW version of Zorro which is going to be a gender swap. So Zoro is going to be female. Um, so Pete, or, I know you said you had interest in the film that they were doing uh, or the show, HBO Max, whatever. I think it was a film. So what What about this? Do you, are, you, are you interested in a gender swap? I'm, I'm more interested in the other one, but the fact that Robert, I like Robert Rodriguez, I will give it a shot. But it's interesting to me. I just I don't know who is. I hate to sound like a, a fanboy, but like who asked for a right. female Zorro? But I'm gonna give I'm gonna give it a shot. I prefer the other one, even though that that, that may not even be my cup of tea either because of the the way they're gonna do it. The the how was it? Tell Tele no <laughs> what is yes. telenovela? I'm sorry, <laughs> everyone knows I can't pronounce words. Like so, that angle might turn me off too. Um, I love Zorro. I'll give it a shot. Um, you know, not, not you, you. Sometimes you. you watch something you don't think you're going to love it and you do so maybe that's it i, I really like robert origa's stuff um for, you know going back to like dust till dawn and all, uh, you know uh sin city yeah. all that jazz so like i'll give it i'll give it a chance spy kids yeah but yeah. um i i never watched spy <laughs> kids but i know that that's huge for him yeah so i'm interested to see the concept um there's a little blurb about what it says it says uh a young Latin, sorry, Latinx woman seeking vengeance for her father's murder joins a secret society and adopts the outlaw persona of Zorro. That's the little blurb we got on what exactly this is going to be. So, the CW seems to be going with a lot of female helmed shows now. We got Naomi, obviously, which just came out um, this past week, and now we're getting this. There's this Zorro in development. There was going to be um, the new Green Hour and Canaries that got canceled, but that was going to be led by Mia Smoke, who played Oliver Queen and Felicity Smoke's daughter. And the new was the new Green Arrow in the CW Arrowverse. Um, so. They seem to be heading in that direction, which is great. Um, I, like I said, it's awesome when we have female-led stuff in this world for me because it's – Like Batwoman? <laughs> yes. Even though, I do, like I, even though I do not watch it, I very much, I very much applaud the show and that it 
has a new fan base and is bringing women, more women into this comic book space uh, and, and young girls, because I think it's needed. Uh, and no, there's a lot, there's been a lot more women obviously in this space, but it's still a majority male dominated area. And I think it's cool that anytime we get more uh, female representation in this comic book space for me, um, I'm all for it. So this is great. Um, with Zorro, and let's just see what go what happens. I, I'll definitely watch it. I did watch the first episode of Naomi, uh, just really quickly. I know Pete, you said you haven't seen it yet, but um, I don't know if I'm gonna stick with it. Again, it's not written for me. It's not written for a guy in his mid forties, but it's definitely mm-hmm. a strong show. I think it it deals with a character I didn't know much about. Uh, She's a new character, fairly new, within the last like two years. Yes, and it's very it's very well done. The acting's very solid. The writing on the show is very good. Um, it brings in other elements of the DC universe. Uh, I'm not going to go into who or what, but there is other elements that you will see and get um, be recognized. No, I actually watched the first like half of the show, but I passed out <laughs> not because the show's boring, but because I was just so tired and I haven't finished it. But I will say this: between Star Girl in Blue Valley and wherever Naomi lives, I want to move to both of those towns because they look yeah. absolutely gorgeous. I don't know where in Canada they film this stuff, but please let me know so I can move there because <laughs> it looks like just a gorgeous small town uh, that everyone wants to live in. Um, but yeah, I do want to check out Naomi. Uh, so, I will so. say, as you guys know, if you know the character, she's inspired by Superman. She's a Superman fangirl. Um She's basically yeah, us. She is. And she's, <laughs> you know, she has a blog and a website for about him and she has all these artifacts and stuff. And I will say though, you do get a shot of Superman in this and it does look like Hoekland Superman from Superman and Lois. I'd say so, it has to be right, because it's the CW, CW same universe. But if there was any kind of like, who is that, where they go, it does look like him to me. Uh, so I'd we'll love see. a crossover between Naomi and Freddie Freeman. <laughs> I think that would be fun. <laughs> that would be fun. That would be fun. So, guys, we uh, Naomi wasn't on the rundown, but I brought it in. So, guys, if you haven't seen it yet, watch it and let us know what you think, uh, especially a lot of our fans, our female fans, and our, any of our male fans who have daughters who are watching it. We'd like to hear what they think about um, the, at least the first episode of Naomi. Speaking with females and DC, and as we, uh, as we all know, we are getting Batgirl on HBO Max, and we got our first view – First picture, uh, Leslie Grace, who of course is playing Barbara Gordon and Batgirl on the show, released a photo. And I think a lot of fans will be pleased because it's pretty much the traditional <laughs> Batgirl costume. And it's, it's perfect. Yes, totally it is perfect. awesome. Um, Sorry, Alicia. Yeah, yeah this is a, it looks so good. I was so happy that that's the one we got because I, we all know there would have been some kind of you know reaction if it was anything but uh i I always laugh that as you know i'm usually the one who's like yeah i like what i like but i understand when they go in a different direction i always get excited where people are so adamantly against something that's different um with these characters and i get it you you like what you like you have certain suits certain costumes certain cars that you love and that you want to see but um Cars. I wonder who he's talking about. Vehicles. I'll just say vehicles. Let's put it that way. We'll put it out there. Vehicles. Vehicles. I wonder who he's referencing. <laughs> but no, I I get it, and I get you know liking what you like and loving what you love and wanting that to be what you get. 
but it's a new time as we, we have to evolve every once in a while. So honestly, for me, this suit is the perfect blend of classic comic Batgirl and 66. Well, not listening to classic because I'm thinking then you think kind of like 70s Neil Adams type yeah. of artistry. Burnside Batgirl meets classic 66. Yep. Let's put it that way. Um, I think this suit is prop. It's probably the best looking suit we've gotten in a DC film probably since Batman. Yeah. You know, just most comic accurate, you know, depending on what iteration of Wonder Woman, she's either got like the bathing suit bottoms or the, the you know, or the, or the right. skirt type thing. Um, you know, Superman doesn't have his red trunks. Uh, so, you know, does he have the S right. on the back or not? This looks, I think between uh, the Batflex suit and this, I don't think it gets more accurate DC comics wise. And then if you want to throw overall like comic books in general, I, you, you could throw Deadpool in there as well for yeah, Ryan that, Leonard's uh, yeah, second attempt. That's perfect. Yeah. yeah. So like, in my opinion, those are like the top three all time uh, in, in terms of accuracy, just because it's just it, they look perfect. And, and Reeves as well. You want to throw Reeves in there. Oh, um, yeah. Definitely his yeah. suit. But it's, uh, you know, instantly like you just getting 66 vibes. It seems bright. It's purple. Um, but you can see the modern elements of the Burnside costume. And, I, you know, I'm all for it. Burnside isn't my favorite suit. I, I actually preferred the uh, the Gail Simone uh, suit. I know she's the she's the writer. I, I don't remember the artist's name. But, I, I, but uh, you know, I can't complain about this. It's just – it looks great. Um, I, I'm so interested to see – did she make it? Does she right. make it from Batman? Right. There's so many elements we don't know about the show. But first look, I'm happy that I saw it. I'm happy that it wasn't some grainy spy pick because everyone knows I hate spy picks. Yeah, sure. Uh, she uh, released it, right? It was Leslie Grace who, who posted it. Mm. So it's and just it just looks good. She's I don't know if she's on top of a cathedral or whatnot, but absolutely yeah. and utterly perfect. Just wonderful. It's wonderful funny. Design. Someone in our group commented like, "Who's behind her?" Because you see this shadowy figure behind. Her. Blue is Brian. Yes, but I don't think it, I think that's just a shadow from the gargoyle. I yeah. think it's her shadow. <laughs> I think there's a gargoyle, and it's kind of like the way it was shot in the lighting, and it kind of just makes it the shadow there. But it was an interesting, interesting comment because I didn't notice it first, and then I looked. I'm like, oh, what if that's? But I don't think it's anyone. I just think that oh, it's just a shadowy thing. Also, there's been three characters added in unspecified roles. Rebecca Front, Corey Johnson, and Ethan Kai have been joint have been added to the cast of Batgirl, but we don't know what roles they are playing yet. So we got the picture. We got more casting. Uh, I'm excited, yeah, man. I, I'm this excited. Is, it's weird. This was first announced as the Whedon Batgirl, right? When we first heard we were getting the Batgirl thing, well, we all know why that right? was announced. And uh, then we thought, well, that's probably not going to happen. And then now they come back, and we're actually getting stuff. We know it's happening. Uh, it's awesome. That Whedon thing was never true, though. That was of a course. cover for the right. Snyder, of course. Cover up. So like, I, Whedon was never, he never make a was. Batgirl that's movie. That's right. It was all. Even though at the time when we all thought he was a decent right. human being. <laughs> it was all PR um, to cover up what was going on with Snyder. Yes, you are correct. Uh, but we've come a long way from then, at least with the character. And I'm really looking forward to this. Uh, this is, uh, again, we're getting a back row movie, guys. Like, what the hell? <laughs> I like so, and, and with Keaton. I know, I just, right? It's so interesting. And it's a multiverse thing, too, because like, it's basically the sequel to The Flash. Right. Like, Let's kind of right. be honest here. You know, Keaton goes from the Flash to Batgirl, so we'll, we'll see what happens. I'm very interested to see. You know, uh, yeah, I'm. You know, there's that. There was that picture of that mural that yep. went around, and that's a. You know, that that's that was. You know, that was a, a spy pick, and you know, everyone's making their assumptions of whether it's a suit or whatnot. And but uh, we'll and find out what Robin Keaton looks in like it. in the Flash. It's yeah. a Robin. So so. 
We don't so know, we'll guys. We don't know. Um, but again, it's cool to be talking about new content and uh, getting excited about characters that honestly, yeah, we had Batgirl in, in Batman and Robin, but I never thought she would get her solo movie type thing happening. Um, of course, Wonder Woman, you always knew eventually we'd get one, but Batgirl, I never thought we'd get. And here we are. So, um, man, I can't wait. I can't wait. It's it's a good time. It's a very it's a good, time. good time. I I hate to be one of those people who aren't happy right yeah, now. Yeah. Uh, really quickly on that. Um, look, I understand. I understand there are people out there who aren't happy with what happened and how it broke down. But uh, guys, just why you you if you're gonna be mad at people for crapping on things you love, don't turn around and do the same thing for new stuff coming out. Like just be happy and supportive of what you want. If you keep wanting to go down that road, that's fine. Keep doing what you do. I'm not going to stop you. You're all grown adults. You do what you want, but leave the other stuff alone. Um, I just think it really points out the difference between you know one fan base and another. You know, there are some people who are kind of fraudulent DC fans, and right. uh, you know you are clearly yeah. Identified. I mean, I tweeted out <laughs> about Peacemaker. I said if you're openly rooting for Peacemaker to fail, you are not a fan of DC, and you're not. You're not. You're a fan of one vision, one director, one thing that you want to see, and that's it. So again, if you are that, that's fine. But just stay in your lane then. Keep supporting what you want to support. Keep going down that road. Let other people have what they want. And then we could keep moving forward. Let's just keep moving on. Um, just, you know, just, I guess you're going to, I guess they're going to keep on hashtag. Yeah. I mean, if that's what you, I'm, again, I'm not going to stop you. I try not to get involved anymore. It's just, it's not productive. It's not a productive use of my time. But if that's what you want to do, go ahead and do it. You know, just try it. Just try and keep it in your own lane. Stay in your lane and, and don't try and, step on other people or go at other people just keep it keep it moving in your direction and we'll keep it moving in our direction and and that's that that's fine that's all i have to say about that sorry about that little psa guys but one more thing i have to say though as you know we are sponsored by manscaped and uh you know it's 2022 it's a new year it's a new you guys i know everyone we say that every single time uh new year's comes around we want to you know better ourselves whether you want to lose weight or uh be more active in life maybe you have a a a show a podcast you want to start you know something new in your life every we all do things to stay new um we also want to keep our appearance you know freshen up your appearance and of course with manscaped you know, they're here to save your balls, man. The, the, the balls often get neglected in life. I know it's something we don't think about much, but they're very important to us as men. Uh, so, you know, make- no, speak for yourself. <laughs> so, yeah. So as you guys know, um, Manscaped has over 4 million men worldwide who have trusted Manscaped. And we have an exclusive offer at Manscaped.com. Use code Gotham and you get 20% off plus free shipping. Uh, again, their their top line product is their um, performance package 4.0, where you get the trimmer, you get the the crop reviver, and which Pete loves. He talks about it all the time. Oh, so I got to order a new bottle. Yes, right over here. yes, yes. So we guys, as you guys can see, we are we we need we got this stuff for free, and now we need to you know. <laughs> We don't got to pay up and get get more because uh, we've just been so happy with with the with the experience that we've had from getting the Manscaped products 
and uh, it's been awesome. It's been a really cool thing. I want we want to thank everyone who already has uh, hopped on and used our our code. I'll say this: I got n- not one nick with that four point oh lawnmower. Not yeah. once. Not one. I got no nicks. Got no crannies. All I got is uh, it's it's mode. It's nice. Yeah, and then of course it has the light. So if you guys are are trying to do this yeah. on the slide, you know, trying to be all discreet about your manscaping, you can just use the light. You don't even have to turn the light on. You just kind of get in there. I wouldn't suggest doing that in public, but hey, there's some crazy people out there. <laughs> Well, it depends on what circles you hang out in, I guess. <laughs> so, yeah. So, guys, don't forget. You get 20% off and free shipping with the code Gotham at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com and use our code Gotham. It's New Year. No pubes in 2022 with Manscaped. All right. So, Pete, I think that about covers it all today. I think, I think good we're good. Me. Anything else you want to say to the people? I'm thinking it's... Uh, in the words of Nick Sednick, it's pizza time. <laughs> I need to get me some lunch. Yeah, I had a bagel, but I might be trying to get some food too. So, lox bagel? You no, lox I, bagel? I'm not. It's weird. I like salmon. I don't like, but I, and that's what lox is. But I don't, I'm not a big fan of it on a bagel. I don't know why. You're clearly uh, from Connecticut. I don't know. I'm definitely not from Brooklyn because <laughs> that in Brooklyn, I think that's a faux pas. I don't think you'd be from Brooklyn if you if you don't like locks. <laughs> but I'm not, I am not a fan of the locks. The rap group, I am. Brooklyn. I'm a fan of the locks. The rap group, Jada Kiss, Chic Louch, and of course Styles P. I always called them LOX. <laughs> you didn't think that spelled locks? <laughs> it did, but I always said LOX. I feel like we always said LOX. But in yeah, I, I'm a fan of them, so that's the only locks I get down with. Oh, sorry, sorry to my locks fans out there. So, all right, Pete. So let them know where they can oh, find shit. you and what you got going on and all your good stuff. Uh, all right. Well, here we go. You can follow me on social media. That's Instagram, Twitter, and Zach Snyder's favorite Vero at Pete Illustrated. You can follow podcast number one, the podcast you're listening to now at Straight underscore O underscore G. That's Straight Out of Gotham. You can follow us on Facebook. You can follow us uh, in our Facebook group, uh, and you can again follow us on our neglected platform <laughs> Instagram and our most used platform Twitter. Uh, we are not on Vero. I'm only on Vero personally. Uh, make sure you check out uh, BatmanOnFilm.com for my comic book reviews. I'm doing an insane amount of reviews right now. I'm doing uh, rev- two reviews a week because of Batwoman and Shadows of the Bat on Detective Comics. So for the next 11 weeks, I will be doing two reviews a week. Uh, dedication to Bill Ramey is uh, my number one goal. Uh, <laughs> check out Batman on Film YouTube for my interviews with Michael Usel and Tara Strong, my toy interviews and reviews. Uh, check out Team Yellow Oval. Check out podcast number two at Italians for Spidey, the Italian Spider-Man Coalition podcast that I co-host with the finest individuals from Chicago, Nico and Nick Caruso, the son and father combo that we all love. Um, check that out. We got a show on No Way Home. We do a review show and we talk about some amazing Spider-Man comics as well. So hit me up on Twitter. Hit me up on Facebook. Hit me up on Instagram. Let's talk some capes and tights. And, uh, you know, just, you know, I don't know. Don't be a zabby. <laughs> Peter, is that Hulk thing straight out of Gamma? Is that ever going to take off i've got i've got the i've got the episodes in the All can right. me and Lau have been recording non-stop uh it's just tough with his you know he's engaged he's doing batman book club he's doing all these great things um so Lauer's a little busy but we've we've got some episodes in the can that we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna publish soon so uh the sog straight out of gotham um the hulk book club which is the sister show of the batman book club by uh the greatest uh host of all time ryan lauer sounds like tower yeah the batman book club the show i used to edit all the time 
man, come a long way. Shout out to Ryan, man. That show is show is. Shout out to Ryan for giving yes. you some free time. That, sh- that show is, is is great. It's just a really good show. Po- podcasting takes up time. You guys don't understand. You non podcasters don't realize how much time. It's true. Takes, so. It's true. It takes up time and. Why do you think I, I don't do tour <laughs> And you have to – I mean, I don't edit our show as much as I used to. In the beginning, I did more because – right, no, we weren't – No, Who are you, well, we were In the beginning, we weren't as polished as we are now. So I was more concerned about how we were coming across. I'm pretty sure Rob Myers still edits out every um and I, – Yeah, I don't do that anymore <laughs> that takes away the human element for me. So the – the only time I'll shoot. do that is if we have like multiple ones in a row that I'm like, all right, I got to get rid of that. That sounds like we're, you know, we can't talk. So, which sometimes I can, I get tongue-tied all the time. Anyway, I won't get tongue-tied about this. If you guys want to hit me up, you can check me out on Twitter at finally33, spelled finale33. Yeah, see tongue-tied. right there. I jinxed myself. Um, same thing on Instagram. If you guys want to um, hit me up there. Instagram, I really, really just post my food stuff. Uh, if you guys are interested in any of the recipes of the food that I actually post, you guys can get at me. Uh, uh, I do like to cook, and every once in a while, I get I get going, and I'll, I'll do something crazy. So, check me out over there. I'm not a, a one who measures much. I just kind of do things by taste. Have you so, been watching uh, Next Level Chef? I haven't. Is it something I should? All right, great show, Gordon Ramsay. Great all cooking right. contest I will, show. Fantastic. I'll give that a watch because I liked I always liked all the shows he's been on. So I'll, I'll give that a watch. I love the yeah. kids one. The kids one was always great, but that's that's for, that's another show. He's got to yeah. be nice to. Them. But I just like that kids are so much better at this stuff than I am. <laughs> like, it's like amazing. These kids make these fantastic meals with all these ingredients. I'm like I could never do that. So it's just awesome to watch. Um, Guys, don't forget to check us out, of course, on Facebook. Uh, we have our Facebook page and our show page where all the stuff, the important stuff about the show, the podcast are showed. I just linked the RSS feed directly to the SOG um, page. So now you'll get a direct – as soon as we I post it, it will go immediately up there and you'll get the actual feed from, from Podbean, from our hosting site, Podbean. So it's right there. So that's great. Uh, in the Facebook group, Pete and I have been a little more active lately. We've been a little more interacting with the fans in the group. Um, it's stuff that we want to do more of. Again, occasionally I'll just go up and do a movie review and I'll post it right, right without telling Pete. I'll just go up and do it. Uh, I like doing that stuff. I, I don't control him. He doesn't have to tell me. I don't know why he keeps bringing oh, well, that up. Well, you know, it's our page. I'm not, I'm not some overlord. <laughs> well, it's our page. I, I don't want you to be sitting there one day like, oh, I got an alert from the group. What's going on? And, oh, Eric's, Eric's live. <laughs> I think you should do more of them. Every time you do a, every time you go see a movie, you should right. do a car review. All right, 100%. I will. I'll actually start doing that more. I, I love doing it. It's fun. So I'll do if I can get you to retweet the news articles from the SOG feed now, I've started. I've started to do. to do it. I have. I have started. You asked me to do it, and I've started to do it. So I have. I, I'm. I just don't always see them. That's the thing. I don't always. You don't have to see. You just go to the so, page. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's all I do. I just go and I just retweet everything right. an hour and a half later. I should know too, because even you posted on the group in the Facebook group too. So I'm like, oh, it's there too. I should just go right away when I see it. I, ima- I imagine when I do these things, your phone blows well, up. Well, I don't have my I don't have my <laughs> notifications turned on for Twitter. Well, you are a so, smart man then. <laughs> I had them at one point, and my phone was buzzing all the time, so I was like, "Screw it!" That yeah. th- that was me. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Sorry, we've got a little bit. We're doing more production, live production talk here. Sorry about that. So get yes. Production so guys, meeting. again, check us out on Facebook, Twitter, wherever you can find us. You know where we are. Uh, and thanks for all the support. Again, episode sixty-one. We probably could probably let 10 15 more if we had more time but uh i feel like we're 
it just we're just normal people. Yeah, doing we, I feel like things. we're a slow burn for you guys. Yeah, and that's what it is. We're a slow, you know. <laughs> yeah, uh, other places bombard you with content, and you probably don't and just need. anticipate. And yeah, uh, you, we don't so do that. Ours is an event. Yeah. Pete and I are an event. You just want to listen to us. Like, when are the idiots going to talk? <laughs> where's the Where's the moron perspective? <laughs> All right, again, guys, thanks for listening. Of course, you are listening to Straight Outta Gotham, and for Peter Vera, I'm Eric Holzman, and we'll see you next time. Booyah!